Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, folks. Welcome to a brand new episode of Thanks for the Knowledge. This is Fanbyte's weekly news show, rounding up the headlines in games, entertainment, and one handy podcast. I'm your host, head of Fanbyte Media. And folks, this will actually be, for now, the final episode of Thanks for the Knowledge. That's right. We gave, gave y'all a big heads up on the Discord for some of our other shows we're closing. This one, not so much. That was a, that was a choice I made. Sorry if I'm sneaking it up on you we'll talk about it i'll I'll let i'll monologue about it we'll 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 discuss it but i have to talk about you know the reason for the season the reason you're here is to hear about what happened this week in games and it's to hear upcoming releases of video games that you might be excited about so let's just get right to it this is a solo app i'm riding solo one last time one last ride let's get to the news Hey, let's kick off this week's stories with one of our favorites around here. It's mergers and acquisitions from software. The makers of Elden Ring and the Dark Souls series have had an incredible 12 months. Elden Ring has done crazy numbers uh, and sold way, way, way beyond a lot of people's expectations. FromSoft is now more than ever a household name and made for the future. And that is uh, partially why we have to imagine that both Sony Interactive Entertainment and Tencent Holdings, hey, that's our parent company, uh, have purchased roughly 30% of Katakawa Corp., which is the parent company behind from software. Uh, it, it still remains, Katakawa Corporation still remains, uh, retains 70% of its shares. Sony Interactive Entertainment acquired roughly 14% of those shares. Tencent Holdings has purchased 16 and a quarter percent of from soft shares that cash injection that investment will certainly contribute to future games down the line and now sony and tencent will directly benefit from the success of future from soft games also happening this week is the purchase of quantic dream by chinese developer publisher net ease yes quantic dream that's david cage that's that guy he made Detroit become human. He's making a Star Wars game. He made Heavy Rain. He is kind of a creep, and there are reports of harassment within Quantic Dream. Don't forget about that. It's fairly surprising news. I think I had always kind of assumed that uh, Sony or something might be sniffing around Quantic Dream, but instead it is NetEase. David Cage told GamesBeat, quote, we had acquisition discussions on several occasions during the past 25 years, but as none guaranteed our editorial independence, <clears throat> we decided to pass on these opportunities and continue as an independent studio. Our industry is undergoing a profound mutation 
competition. Through a wave of acquisitions of studios and publishers for studios, this represents a paradigm shift as our central position in the industry and our contribution to the value chain are now more correctly valued. Consequently, in the recent past, we received several offers meeting our expectations. Okie dokie, Smokey. The uh, acquisition, once again, uh, was for an undisclosed amount of money. Uh, there is something interesting about NetEase and uh, Tencent. I can speak a little bit to both uh, major Chinese companies that do a lot of these M&A uh, things in the West. They are honestly pretty hands-off of most of their uh, games investments. They tend to leave those developers more or less to their own devices, cash injections when needed, structural uh, help when needed, things like that. But, you know, in terms of that editorial independence thing that David Cage was talking about, it's probably true. Um, I don't know why he wouldn't have had that uh, that agreement with something like PlayStation or some of the other companies that he's been talking to. Kind of honestly sounds like bullshit to me. Uh, but that's uh, that's maybe neither here nor there and total speculation. Uh, Quantic Dream, once again, is working on Star Wars Eclipse. That is, uh, I think, a long way out. We did not see a whole lot of that when it uh, debuted at the Game Awards last year. Speaking of Sony and acquisitions, they also were busy this week purchasing Savage Game Studios. That is a mobile development company. They're apparently working on a PlayStation IP right now. Uh, and it is just another step that PlayStation is taking toward getting into other areas, especially mobile. This is something that we know that they've been focusing on over the past couple of years. And uh, and damn, Savage Game Studios becomes a pretty big part of now the PlayStation Studios mobile division, which operates independently from console development, with focus on on-the-go experience based on new and existing PlayStation IP. If that sounded like game uh, PR speak, it was. Uh, that was uh, written in the PlayStation blog. Uh, so, yeah, Savage Game Studios, a brand new uh, uh, card in the deck for PlayStation to start putting their IP in places it's never really been before. So pretty exciting if you've got one of those uh, dang old phones in your possession. From mergers and acquisitions to shutdowns, Facebook Gaming is going to shut down their Twitch competitor app in October. Remember when they were like going what seemed like all in, they were paying creators to move over to Facebook to stream. And now the Facebook Gaming app on October 28th, 2022 will no longer be available on iOS and Android. The app will no longer work. And obviously, they're kind of winding this stuff up as Mark Zuckerberg and his meta folks, uh, you know, tend to really lean toward metaverse stuff as hokey and bad as it looks. Uh, it's not surprising that they would basically lean away from this kind of app that does one thing. I don't think Facebook will be completely ditching the concept of allowing people to live stream. But in terms of having something that resembles a Twitch competitor, it makes total sense that they would back off of this because the metaverse for better or worse is going to look very different than these things, except they'll just not really look different at all. They'll just be in a VR headset or whatever, but Hey, that's fine. Um, it's not my cup of tea, but they will probably launch something competitive to this in some capacity within the metaverse framework. 
Um, it would surprise me very much for them to just completely abandon this idea. But in terms of having a standalone app, in terms of having a vertical dedicated to trying to pull people away from Twitch, uh, that is no longer seemingly the strategy for Mark Zuckerberg and his crew. Well, I mentioned Twitch a second ago, so let's talk about two of Twitch's biggest stars, Pokimane and Ninja, both saying that they are going to basically be stepping away from Twitch in various capacities. For Pokimane, it's going to be branching out into other things, Twitter, TikTok, and streaming a bit less on Twitch. She is interested in becoming less of a full-time creator on the platform and more of a multifaceted multimedia phenomenon. Uh, I'm sure she'll be able to do that. She's got a ton of followers. Uh, Ninja, for his uh, for his part, uh, announced that he was stepping away from Twitch for a bit. Doesn't know when or where he will be back. According to Nathan Grayson over at the Washington Post. Hi, Nathan. Go Kangaroos. Uh, this coincides likely with the two-year contract he rumored to sign with Twitch when he returned to the platform after a bit of a hiatus. Uh, now, it probably is likely that that Twitch contract is up and he is no longer beholden to a certain number of hours that he has to stream every week and he seems burning the fuck out um as weird as i think ninja is this is one of those things where i look at someone so successful that is on that grind 24 7 and it is clear that this is not a sustainable practice for anybody everybody trying to become a creator and working 12 hours a day to get this kind of success you may get it, but like at what cost? Uh, in fact, there was a really, really good uh, uh, profile on Kotaku about uh, Armoranth over uh, on the on Kotaku.com, obviously, uh, that I thought was really nice. I mean, she talked about how unbelievably busy she is. She basically sleeps four hours a day, but is branching out not only into Twitch, but only fans, fansly, a bunch of other stuff, too. It's an it's an interesting article. Uh, I'm not saying that you can feel any sort of way about it. I mean, at some point it's like, okay, someone makes $1.5 million a month on um, these platforms. You know, are we really going to feel super sorry for them? Uh, Maybe not. But also, I think it's a really interesting thing to look at in terms of what are we doing to ourselves? Like, what are these creators actually striving for? What is the limit? What is the end point? We've already heard so many stories about when people pull up and kind of stop their audience dwindles and it's kind of become less about just hanging out and finding communities they really like and more about who is the next big creator on the Twitch platform. Um, Twitch is also rumored to have stopped sending out those kind of big exclusivity and guaranteed deals, especially if they hit those minimums. That's a rumor. I have not seen that totally confirmed, but folks that cover Twitch have been talking about it online. So I'm just passing that information on to you. But very interesting time uh, to be, I think, a Twitch mega creator. Um, it's certainly not how I use the platform, uh, but uh, a lot of people are using it this way and burning the fuck out, it seems like. Uh, bummer. Uh, Halo Infinite. Wow, what a strange game. This game came out. It was super delayed. It was supposed to come out in 2020, came out late 2021 and in a completely incomplete, incomplete state. Uh, we had the multiplayer stuff, which is still very fun, by the way. Uh, and then we finally got the campaign late last year. And since then, 343 Studios has been kind of treading water, trying to keep their heads above 
a very tumultuous kind of roadmap for the first year. Uh, they had been talking about co-op forever. They've been talking about season three, um, which is still getting delayed. Uh, th this is kind of the, the most recent update. Season three is going to be delayed till March 2023. That's a huge deal. Uh, the November update, that's going to be huge. We'll talk about that in a second. That's going to bring forge mode and replay forge mode is a very cool kind of sandboxy, uh, creation suite. We've already seen some stuff from, uh, like the beta, I guess of forge mode, which I think is pretty cool. And finally campaign co-op will come in an update in November, but here is the big one local campaign co-op, which they have been talking about forever has been completely canceled. That's right. You will no longer be able to play local co-op. Um, it's interesting, right? Because at some point this game became uh, a thing where they decided mid-development was going to be a live service game. I mean, that's what it feels like. I don't know the exact uh, uh, inner workings of this development team, but it really, really seemed like at some point they said, this is not what we thought it was. It cannot come out. Uh, in a finished state all at once, unless we want to delay this thing to 2022 or later. Um, can we do that? Phil Spencer probably said, nah, let's get this thing out the door. They switched it to a live update model. It hasn't worked. 343 doesn't make live service games. Uh, the folks that used to do Halo, uh, Bungie, they have some experience with a live service game called Destiny, but it took them a long ass time to figure out really how to make that work. I mean, Vanilla Destiny was kind of a mess and they didn't really hit their stride on a lot of stuff until late in that De Destiny 1 cycle. And then they even still have a lot of issues with Destiny 2, especially early in that cycle. They were doing things that the community really hated, but they stuck with it. They also figured out how to really ride the wave of live service. Uh, it's one of those things that, you know, that team has really learned from their mistakes. Will 343 Studios get the time and, uh, and, 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 uh, and lead to actually learn from the same kind of mistakes and learn from this kind of really messed up rollout that Halo Infinite has had? I don't know. Um, but it is kind of a strange thing to see something as big as Halo uh, flounder in the space. Obviously, the community for Halo Infinite is extremely toxic, way more so than they have any right to be, of course. But but there's a lot of rollout stuff with Halo Infinite that is still a huge head scratcher for me. I just want to play local co-op with my friends like it's 2002 and I'm in a, in my dorm room. I wasn't in college in 2002, 2003. That's what I meant. Um, Lightfall uh, is the latest uh, uh, expansion announced for Destiny 2, of course. And Bungie is saying that they're considering making major changes to the power system. Those changes would take place throughout 2023. And players can apparently expect, quote, some wild experiments, some, excuse me, some weird experiments to be flying through, end quote. Game director Joe Blackburn admitted it, uh, recently to Games Radar that the power system is doing cool stuff for the game, but it's also doing a lot of bad stuff uh, for Destiny at the moment. So they're considering a full overhaul. Uh, from what I've read, that's a good thing to the uh, the folks that play a lot of Destiny. I, I, I You know what? I can't tell you with enough authority how I feel about that because I played Destiny 2 a lot when it first came out. 
bounced way off of it. And I really haven't been back, which is a bummer because I hear very good things. And the lore of that game continues to fascinate me. And I kind of want to dig back in. But then I'm like, maybe I should just go to the wiki and uh, and sit there. Uh, let's talk about game delays. Team Reptile has delayed the release of their upcoming uh, Jet Set Radio-like game, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. It's a great title. Uh, they announced that they will be releasing sometime in summer 2023. They want to make sure they're making a fulfilling and unique game. Uh, they posted a tweet uh, with the delay information. Uh, they also put a new trailer up that revealed, much to the delight of myself and many other people, that not only will you be able to rollerblade in this game, you'll be able to skateboard. That's right. You can skateboard in this game, too. So that's very, very cool. Uh, I think, you know, lots of folks were disappointed that this game got delayed. But, hey, like, you know, give the team more time. You know, it will be good when it finally comes out. All right. So, you know, Ubisoft, right? I mean, they got this big series called Assassin's Creed that they're always kind of working on, like, in perpetuity. They've got this uh, big platform that we know about, Assassin's Creed Infinity. We don't know a ton about when that's going to kind of take shape, but we have also known for a while that there will be a standalone Assassin's Creed game still in the works, really kind of at any moment uh, to be announced. And finally, it happened this week. A brand new game in the Assassin's Creed uh, series has been announced. It's called Assassin's Creed Mirage. It's been a couple of years since Valhalla came out and uh, not that long since uh, some DLC for Valhalla came out, but it's probably about time. As the uh, name would indicate, Assassin's Creed Mirage is headed back to the Middle East. The art that they released with the announcement uh, shows the protagonist assassin in front of the Baghdad Palace of the Golden Gate. It is a big round building, beautiful architecture, beautiful old Iraqi architecture. Uh, very interesting. It's uh, kind of going back to Altair's first uh, Assassin's Creed stuff. So, you know, we'll see what we'll see what this is about. Uh, the full reveal of this game will apparently be at Ubisoft Forward. That takes place on September 10th. That's this week at 12 p.m. Pacific. So make sure you tune into that if you are interested in the next entry in the Assassin's Creed series. Um, if you're someone that, you know, just really loves wild arms or extremely niche and interesting RPG series Shadow Hearts, which I'm a big fan of, uh, we have new projects from their original creators. They were spiritual successors. This is a trend that we've seen on Kickstarter uh, for the last few years. Uh, uh, creators that do not own the rights to established uh, 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 game series that they helped create. They're going to make some spiritual successors. We've seen that with Sweet Coden. We've seen that with some Castlevania stuff. Uh, and now we have two successors to these two series. We have Armed Fantasia to the End of the Wilderness. That's the spiritual successor for Wild Arms. And Penny Blood, that's P-E-N-N-Y, Blood, uh, that is the spiritual successor to Shadow Hearts. Uh, those two Kickstarter campaigns are live right now. If you want to go check those out, you can. Uh, but I am just very, very excited that Penny Blood is real. That's super exciting. Uh, that's it's it takes place in the 1920s. It follows a New York private detective, Matthew. He roams the world with a cursed power inherited from his father and transforms uh, and transforms into uh, transforms, excuse me, to fight cosmic horror monstrosities. 
Uh, it shares the modern time setting and horror aspects with Shadow Hearts. Uh, we don't know yet if it's going to involve the uh, very interesting gameplay mechanics of Shadow Hearts. Shadow Hearts is really bizarre. If you've never played those games, I implore you to check them out. If you can't find them anywhere, I'm sure you can find a ROM somewhere. Uh, but those games are very, very interesting. You should definitely check them out. Uh, I'm super excited about these. I was not, uh, um, I was not super, uh, I've really never really played a wild arms game, uh, from toe to tip. I've like dabbled. I think I downloaded, uh, one of them for the PlayStation classic stuff on PS3 once and never really dove into it. But you know, maybe now is a chance for me to go back and play those a little bit, uh, fill some gaps in my knowledge of JRPGs. Cause you know, why not? Uh, but yeah, those two games, spiritual successors to those long running series that uh, no longer have new entries coming out. Very, very cool. They're both on Kickstarter right now. Hey, are you still kicking around Night City? You still interested in what Cyberpunk 2077 might have in store for you? Netrunner? Cyber, uh, Cyberboy? I'm hacking in. Uh, there's a new Night City Wire coming on September 6th. That is Tuesday. It's going to be at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific over on CD Projekt Red's Twitch channel. And uh, they're going to make some announcements. Uh, they're going to talk about the upcoming anime cyberpunk Edge Runners, of course. And then vaguely, what's next for Cyberpunk 2077? Uh, we hear rumors that they're going to be kind of stepping back from their plans uh, on, you know, going super, super, super deep on, uh, doing an expansion and, you know, all the stuff that they had announced for previously, but we still expect there to, there to be some kind of expansion. Uh, the, the story seems kind of complete of this game. If you've played it, I won't spoil anything. Um, but at the very least, if there is an expansion, it's going to be a long way away. Um, it will not be out this year. I doubt it'll even be out next year. But that's my official bet. We'll see if I'm wrong. Um, it could be as ambitious as they've always said it might be, or it could be a step back from uh, their ambition, which is kind of what I've I've heard that they might do. Anyway, we'll see. We'll know soon enough. Nintendo is apparently likely to have a direct showcase in September. We've had one every single September for the last five years, so. It's not unlikely. It's it's not unlikely that we'll have another one. Nintendo's bucked tradition before, but we think this is gonna ha uh, this is probably gonna happen. Uh, we are in for a treat, apparently, because the big rumor is that Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess and Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker HD will both be coming to the Nintendo Switch. Please, I just want this to be. I just want Wind Waker HD on my switch, please, 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 please. That would be really good. Um, we also keep hearing about the Metroid Prime stuff. The Metroid Prime collection, maybe a remaster of Prime. I don't know. Every single report of a direct seems to indicate that we're close to getting some sort of Metroid Prime content on Switch. And every time I'm disappointed. And so I just refuse to really believe it. Um, but let's address some other rumors. Let's address some other elephants in the room. There is a new Fire Emblem title which we we've we've seen some leaked screenshots, but it has not been officially announced. Uh, Three Hopes was a couple of months ago, but it's a warrior spinoff. So like it probably doesn't step on the toes of actual turn based Fire Emblem game, as Imran Khan pointed out in his uh, in his uh, news roundup of this piece. Uh, but there's also rumors of a new F-Zero or Rhythm Heaven game. Um, so, you know, don't 
don't hold your breath for some of that wilder stuff. But I think the Wind Waker HD Twilight Princess stuff, that tends to make sense uh, with Breath of the Wild sequel kind of around the corner. Uh, it makes sense for them to start peppering more Zelda stuff in our uh, in our minds as we get ready for the sequel to the very best game of all time. <clears throat> yeah, I'm super excited about it. Uh, but yeah, Wind Waker HD, I just I'm fingers crossed for that. Don't even talk to me about the Metroid Prime thing until it's actually on the eShop and I can download it. That's how I feel about it. Um, that's uh, that's it for this week's news. Kind of jam packed with a lot of stuff that uh, um I'm I'm looking forward to see how a lot of this stuff ends up. Those acquisitions are very interesting. The Halo Infinite stuff is very interesting. I wish I could be a fly on the wall to see some of the post-mortems that the team is going to have to have at some point. Uh, and Assassin's Creed Mirage. Listen, I haven't, I haven't played a whole lot of Assassin's Creed the past few years. I did think Origins and uh, Odyssey were both quite good. I bounced off of Valhalla pretty early, but I always keep kind of meaning to go back to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, like a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool stuff around the bend. Um, let's uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll uh, be back on the other side with stuff that's coming out this week. Imagine, if you will, I'm pulling up a chair and I'm flipping it around and I'm sitting on it reversed and I'm, I'm here to rap with you folks. Uh, if you if you don't really care about kind of the inside baseball of why the show is going away and kind of what's going on with with me and my role at, uh, at Fanbyte, um, you can skip it. Just go to the next section. Uh, we'll probably timestamp it. Um, but uh, yeah, we're we're closing the show down. Uh, Thanks for the knowledge has been a labor of love for a long time. It's gone through a few different iterations. I used to do a daily news show, which was like a ton of work and way too much work and way too much effort. Um, and then we switched to this format of doing a kind of a Sunday morning style uh, recap of the week with some interviews and stuff. It's been a really lovely thing. I think it's, it's some of the the most proud I've been of, uh, any work of my career, honestly, Uh, a big part of it is because we've gotten a ton of support from our listeners and folks that evangelize it, uh, around the internet. And of course that has a lot to do with my producer, Paul Tamayo, uh, who has pushed me to, uh, do some things with the show that uh, I didn't think were possible and, uh, definitely, you know, getting some good guests, getting some great conversations, thinking about the show in a more holistic way. Uh, Of course, Paul's contributions to this show cannot be understated. So, uh, whatever you liked about this show, uh, has as much to do, if not more so with Paul than it does me. Um, I also definitely want to thank uh, everybody else that's filled in. I mean, Andrea uh, did an incredible job filling in a couple weeks ago. Uh, I listened to that episode. I was like, damn, that makes me sad that we're closing this thing. Uh, But the concept of news and news discussion and news recap is not going away. We have canceled two other shows, Friends Reunion, and you love to see it on the network. It's because we're really trying to focus on more entry points for folks outside of our current kind of loyal audience, right? Like we have really amazing listeners on the network, but we need more folks to come in and check us out because that's been, I think our toughest thing to really kind of acquire new users, new listeners, new folks to enter the network and hang out. We feel like with a couple of shows, 99 potions and, uh, and channel F, um, that's really the best way to do it. So both, both of those shows will feature more discussion about games, 
Uh, and 99 potions especially will take a lot of elements from TFTK that you might really like because Paul also produces that show now. And uh, it's going to start incorporating that stuff. So more news discussion. Um, you know, news quests will probably be kind of a thing of the past on 99 potions. Those are our monthly news recaps. Uh, instead, news will just be kind of a part of a show, right? So if you want this flavor you should check out 99 potions going forward. Uh, that's going to be a longer format show. It's going to air on Fridays. Uh, and, uh, yes, it's 99 potions. It's an RPG podcast, but we are constantly stretching thin the meaning of RPGs. We are talking about a lot of games. Um, I think channel F and 99 potions will have totally different casts, a bit of a different flavor, uh, each show, uh, and kind of two sides of the same coin. If you like discussion about news and video games that we're playing, um, both shows are incredible and we definitely invite you to check those out. if, if you, if you have not, um, I am incredibly sad about uh, ending Friends Reunion and uh, TFTK. These are two shows that um, I had a hand in creating from the very beginning, and uh, I love them both very much. I love this show because it is uh, incredibly um, personal, and it's something that I wanted to do so I could feel a little bit closer to the day-to-day grind of video games since I don't contribute a ton to the website itself, and I do a lot of management. This is a way for me to really stay in touch with what is going on in games. Unfortunately, it just makes sense to fold it up and uh, put it into other stuff because it's just, you know, it's just one of those business decisions. And it's ultimately my decision, which is what makes this both complicated and also not complicated at all. Um, A lot of folks are having to make sacrifices around here, and it absolutely doesn't make sense that I would not also be making sacrifices to make sure that, Everyone's time is being spent most efficiently. I've really enjoyed making the show, but it's time to pack it up, kind of fold some of the elements into something else. And yeah, I'm kind of riding off into the sunset in a way. Um, not that I'm necessarily leaving Fanbyte, but I'm I'm leaving a lot of the content creation stuff that I've been doing uh, for a long time here. Uh, really, it's kind of overdue. I mean, once I started hiring a lot of unbelievably talented folks that are way better at all of the stuff than I am, uh, you know, it probably should happen a while ago because honestly, that's why I hired all these people because they're really good at this stuff. And I want to step away, really focus on the businessy stuff that I was really hired to do. And uh, this is this is this is kind of it for me. It's not that I'll never be on anything. I'll probably still do those Tuesday morning streams. If you like me, if you like my vibe, Tuesday morning, the show is over on twitch.tv slash fanbite every Tuesday morning at 1030 Eastern. Uh, I usually hang out. Uh, Nikki Grayson's usually there with me and maybe some other folks. Uh, it's chill vibes. It's fun. We play games. We talk about news. We watch uh, stupid videos. Um, it's a lot of fun and it was always kind of a companion piece to this show, or at least for the past few months it has been. And, uh, if you still like the vibes of that show and this show, uh, a little bit of that will live on in that as well as 99 potions. Uh, yeah. So if you like me and you want to keep up with me, that's where I'll be. I'll be on that stream, uh, every Tuesday morning, at least for the foreseeable future. We have no plans on canceling that at the moment. Um, and yeah, I'll be around. I'll do, you know, like this past week I was on, uh, 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 this, this week's episode of channel F and that was, uh, that was a surprise. I was pulled into that kind of at the last minute because we had some, uh, folks with some scheduling conflicts and I was very happy to do that. So I'm not going away forever. 
Um, but I am stepping back from a lot of my consistent content creation and letting folks that are just absolute superstars at it uh, be the ones to carry the torch forward. Um, okay. Well, thanks for listening to this. Uh, this has been, uh, you know, one of my favorite things, like I said, in my entire career, I'm really happy that it, uh, it touched so many folks. So many people seem to get a real kick out of the show and, uh, chilling out with it every Sunday morning. Um, I will miss making it. Uh, I know some of y'all miss listening to it, but the spirit will live on through other fanbite properties. Uh, rest assured. And hey, listen, if we ever bring uh, the subscription model stuff that I've talked about on stream a bit uh, to the forefront, uh, something like this might make a return. I may get back into more content creation when it makes a little more financial sense to do so. Uh, oh my, okay. I've, this is too long. This is seven and a half minutes of me talking about this. I, we don't need to go any further. Uh, I just want to thank everyone for listening for, uh, you know, a few years now to me doing this style of show. Um, it's, uh, it means a lot to me that y'all have stuck around. Uh, all right, let's get back. Let's get back to video games. Enough, enough blubbering. Oi! Let's talk about the games that are coming out this week. Uh, there, there are some good ones you should definitely know about. Now, one that I don't know if I is that important to me is Biomutant. Biomutant is already out, of course, for several uh, consoles right now, but it's coming finally to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S uh, in a native form on September 6th. Uh, Tim Tim is getting an official release on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, Switch, and PC on September 6th, so if you gotta catch them all, but in a, a copyright distinct way from Pokemon... You should check out Temtem. Uh, the Tomorrow Children Phoenix Edition is coming to PlayStation 4 and 5 on September 6th as well. Jack Move, yep, that's the name of a real game, is an RPG coming to PC on September 8th. Steel Rising is a game coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC on September 8th. And then September 9th, we have two mega releases, two absolute nuclear bombs of video game fun. Uh, one is NBA 2K23 that is coming to PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. I know I am excited to get my hands on the new NBA game, I as I am every single year. Are these games super different every year? No, they're not. But this year, it's got the return of the cool Jordan uh, the Jordan challenges, they put uh, they put these challenges in, I believe it was NBA 2K2011, I believe, uh, where you basically play some of Michael Jordan's most legendary moments. It was actually a very, very cool and well-implemented thing, and they kind of redid it for this year. What's old is new again. Uh, but you know what? You know what I do know is that this game is going to be better than Madden. I know it's kind of apples to oranges. Madden is bad. Again, you should go look at some of the glitch stuff that's happening in the new Madden. It's just embarrassing. Uh, and then the other big one is Splatoon 3. This is a super exciting one. We have coverage of it over on fanby.com, of course. That is going to come to your Nintendo Switch on September 9th. Uh, of course, you already know. If you, if you know, if you're a squid kid, you already know about this. But I'm just reminding you. In case you forgot, in case you were like you lost track of time, you're like, oh my gosh, it's already September 9th. Yes, you can go get Splatoon 3 this week. 
uh, which is very, very exciting. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's what's coming out this week. Um, I, uh, I, I haven't really been watching a lot of TV. I kind of, I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to watch the Lord of the Rings thing because that thing looks pretty bad to me, honestly. Um, and uh, She-Hulk is also pretty bad. Kind of dire right now, in my opinion. But, you know, you got to make do. I'm just watching a lot of old stuff right now. And maybe that's, maybe that's okay. I, uh, it's kind of in the same, same boat with games. I mean, I've played Midnight Fight Express and like that. I talked about it on this past week's fan with the fan fight podcast. Um, uh, but all mainly I've been loading up a bunch of ROMs on my steam deck and playing, playing, playing a lot of, uh, old stuff. NFL 2k five. Hell yeah. Um, a ton of Nintendo games that I missed or, or haven't played in a long time, like Kickle Cubicle. Yeah, you should go play Kickle Cubicle. I know nobody's ever heard of it. I'm the only one that ever talks about Kickle Cu- Cubicle, but you should play that game. It's really good. Um, yeah, well, that's uh, that's uh, that's it for the segment. Let's uh, let's let's wrap this thing up, shall we? That is going to do it for this week's and this final episode for now of TFTK. Uh, I want to thank Paul Tamayo, my producer, again, mentioned him in that middle section where I talk about the ending of the show. Uh, he is such a big part of why the show has been so good. If you like the show, he had a lot to do with it. Uh, thank you so much for filling in when, need, when needed, setting up the show when I was out, uh, putting together some amazing content and also helping me produce every single week. Uh, thank you so much, Paul. You can still find Paul over on Twitter at Polymayo, uh, which is a great place to see him talk about F1 and video games and stuff like that. So please go follow him on the Twitter machine. Uh, if you would like to follow me, you can do so at Floppy Adult over on Twitter. Right now I'm locked down, but I let, I let folks in. I don't think I've rejected anyone yet who's wanted to come in. I just don't really like to be perceived by a ton of people right now. I don't know. Maybe someday I'll, I'll figure out what that's about. Uh, but uh, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I don't know. I talk about uh, wrestling and food and uh, video games and uh, sometimes work stuff, you know, like business, all that stuff, because I, I still like that stuff. Um, so, yeah, you can go follow me there. Uh, in terms of where you can find me else on the network, uh, I mentioned in the middle section, but you can find me uh, every Tuesday morning on a stream called Tuesday Morning the Show. It's on twitch.tv slash fanbyte at 1030 Eastern every Tuesday morning. We usually have a really good time. I have no plans of stepping away from that show at the moment. So, uh, yeah, if you are if you're like, God, John, I just really I miss John's content specifically. That's where you can find it. Uh, I may guest on some other stuff going forward, but I'm not going to be regular on either Channel F or 9 potions going forward that's just going to be up to the mega stars that uh that handle all that stuff so this is it for me again i want to thank everybody uh, who's listened to tftk over the years uh for a really wonderful run this has been a, a, a blast to put together every single week i love catching up with news and discussing it i love the conversations i've had with a lot of really amazing folks in and around the industry uh it's been a real pleasure and thank you so much for listening and until next time you're welcome